Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. Do you believe there is power in a story? Power in telling your story, power in changing your story, power in living out your story. We have Jesse Cruz here who loves the power of the story and runs storytelling competitions and all these really cool things that I know that he will tell you about. And Jesse and I, I don't know how we found each other online, but I was like, who's this? I agree with him. Who's this? I agree with him. Who's this? I agree with him. And then when we met, we found out we had all kinds of crazy things in common as well. So I know this is going to be a fabulous conversation. Jesse Cruz, how are you? I'm doing awesome, sir. Thank you for having me. So tell people a bit about what you do. Yeah, so I absolutely love people sharing their stories. So what we do is, you know, whether it's through coaching or hosting an event, we like to create a safe space for people to come together, talk about some challenges they face and how they've healed and grown from them, how, how they can leverage their story in a way that doesn't leave them feeling trapped, but they can actually be set free by sharing their story and attract the right people to um, build relationships with and also build their brand with. I love that. Okay. So I, I know my listeners, a lot of them are like, tell my story. Ah, that's terrifying. You know, what are some, I love that you use the word freedom, the freedom in telling your story, right? So, um, and you use another word, safe space, right? Because I think in our world, sometimes it's like, well, does that mean I have to make a Facebook post about it? Or does that mean I have to like blast all my pain online? And I don't think that's what you're saying, right? No, no, it's, you know, I, I, you got to have people in your life where you have the opportunity to be in a safe space for them to re receive what you want to share. Right. And then you also got to be in a healing environment yourself. Right. And also I think healing is done intentionally. I don't think it happens accidentally. So it's choosing to heal and wanting better for your life. And I think getting to your future becomes much easier by letting go of the past. It does not mean you forget about it or dismiss it. Um, you only use it as a way to build upon it. And it's just finding safe environments to share that in an appropriate setting. You won't hear this right now, but when it does like the intro and outro music for the podcast, it says, get past the past, real about the present and serious about the future. Right. So it's so funny again, Jesse, like every time you talk, I'm like, Oh, we just have so much in common. So many things are the same, right? Um, and I also want to point out what you said about intentional healing, right? Um, there's that whole phrase of like time heals all wounds, and which I disagree with, right? So I'm very glad you brought up the terms of intentional healing. Um, and how does a story impact that intentional healing? Well, I think what a what a person is able to do when they share their story they're not it's not about reliving the pain or the trauma right it's not about doing those things but it's about being able to walk through it again in a way that you can reflect on the lesson learned to the pain no matter no matter how tragic it was i believe all pain produces a powerful story that we should learn something from i don't think pain should ever be wasted i think it should be leveraged for healing and then whatever happened to you or anything that you've gone through, 
Uh, because I think what you go through is what you grow through for good or for bad. And when you take the time to evaluate those things, what it does, it gives you the idea of how you were able to overcome, right? So then it gives you, I'm not a victim, I'm a victor. It's, it's not using the story as why you're at a disadvantage. It's taking the disadvantage and using it to your advantage and then spreading that story to other people who have gone through some similar type of pain and they may have doubts and struggles in believing that they can get through this challenge and we got to be the one. It's our responsibility. If we want to heal, it's our responsibility to share our story because people are desperately, they're praying for it. They're needing it. They're hoping for it. And we need to be the ones to release it because we are the only humans in history to have our unique story. Therefore, it stands out. And therefore, it needs to be told. So how do you get past the fear of telling your story? It's a great question. I think one of the first things is finding your specific way on how you heal first. So, you know, for me, I'll, I'll use my personal healing journey. What helped me in the beginning was I wasn't getting on a stage talking about it. That to me was too intimidating and it just wasn't my people a tiny bit about the story you're talking about because I know it and I am I it, it is a big story, but but our listeners may not. Will you tell them about the pain that you went through? Yeah. My wife and I, we had spent years trying to have a child and prayed and then years after it finally happened and we were so excited. The challenging thing was is that when she was born, she was one pound. She was four months early, could literally fit in the palm of my hand. And every single moment in the hospital, we never knew what was going to happen next. There'd be days she was doing well. And then moments I would watch her flatline and they'd have to come in and save her life. And that became routine every day, pretty much of her life. This was happening. And then 42 days of her fighting for her life, she flatlined for the final time. And we left the hospital empty handed and broken hearted. And it changed my life forever. Because this little one pound girl had such a profound impact in my life that she has transformed everything about what we do in, in building our business and impacting lives. And I tell people all the time, if a one pound girl can make this much of an impact, just imagine what you as an adult could do. And what got me through it was I knew I needed to heal. And writing was the thing that got me through. So it's finding what helps you. You know, for, if I was an artist, you know, maybe I would have been painting, right? It's about what that person's specific interests are already. And for me, writing is something that provided release and it's finding your safe space of what you like to do, what you're good at, what you're interested in and channeling that energy that you have been gifted with. And then for me, it was just writing it on paper and that evolved over time into speaking, which then also evolved into now I'm going to coach you on how to share their story and give them a sense of freedom and empowerment. And then it was creating a live event space for people to come to together from all over the world to talk about what they've gone through and how they're using it to make a difference in the world. Well, and I, I love that. And thank you for sharing that with me. I know you have a book um, about your story. Yeah. So about, about our daughter, we literally, you know, I got very personal. I, and I think that also helps with healing is not holding back. You know, I shared literally, and this is not for everybody, but for me, it helped. I shared the worst moment of my entire life with the world. Everybody knows what happened in my daughter's hospital. It's, it's out in print. It's online. Everybody knows. And that for me, it was, it was a sense of release for me. You know, that's how I dealt with it. That, that doesn't mean everyone should do that, but it's finding what you're comfortable with to share through your healing process. So we you know, wrote the book, Losing Faith, Finding Hope. My daughter's name was Faith. 
Um, I wrestled with my faith in God and then obviously losing my daughter faith. So that was a double meaning there. And the hope that came from that was the hope of the healing, the hope of sharing the story and the HOPE, which is helping other people every day. And so both have a double meaning. And what we've done is utilize the, the pain that we've gone through and find a way to encourage people to share their stories. So they don't have to experience the pain that I felt early on doing isolated, alone and trapped and no one would understand. Now it's creating that supportive community of people who are ready to listen, learn and love on you through your pain. And I know we originally talked about the fear of overcoming that speaking, but to me, part of overcoming that fear is what you're talking about, that sense of not being alone, right? And that's been me and in my own telling of my worst things and my biggest problems. It's just that sense of like, for me, it's, I think both of us, since we are so similar, it's almost like a, feels like a responsibility or an obligation or even some like longing for your pain to have meaning, right? Longing for your pain to make the world a better place. Otherwise it just hurts the end, which is a terrible place to be, right? If the pain doesn't have a purpose and it doesn't have a meaning, we're just hurting. And then we heard about something else and we all die. Like, (laughs) surely that can't be the story. Yeah. I think that when people think about their, their losses or their, their setbacks, their challenges, their crisis, their pain, it's really not about the painful event that happened as much as the meaning you attach to the painful event. You know, I thought when my daughter died that my life was over because I did, I had lost my sense of purpose. I can remember specific moments of my life where I would pray to God to take my life because I didn't want to live anymore. Right. I, I literally wanted to die like literally. And when I started to change the meaning, of what happened in that room with her, my entire life was able to shift. You know, it wasn't about poor Jesse anymore. It was about poor people who have not had someone encourage them to share their story and to heal from what's wounded them. And I just don't want people to have to feel how I felt because early on, I felt trapped by my pain because I had no meaning behind it. But now I've learned that pain is one of the greatest motivators and teachers of the world. And if we allow it, to teach us and attach a, some impactful meaning to it, it has the power to literally change our lives. And then once one person's is changed, then they can change the lives of everybody around them. There was an interesting TV show called The Good Place, which is not religious in connotation, though it's kind of like a play on heaven. Um, and I won't give away too many details. It's very like, cute and clean show for like options now you know so so many things on tv are just like everyone's you know it's just you know very haunting or whatever it's a very light uh and 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 cute show um but it talked about it went at one point and visited like somebody like einstein or um michelangelo or somebody just brilliant and this person had been um, um the good place not had any problems thousands and thousands of years so it's like you know you and i would consider a heaven you know they were in heaven and they didn't have any problems they could snap and get a milkshake or snap and all their problems would be solved and it was fascinating when these people went to visit these people who'd been in the good place for thousands of years they had lost intellect it would be like if i you met einstein and he hadn't had any problems to solve in 2000 years and so he was 
And it really snapped something in me in the lessons from the journey and the lessons from the pain, the lessons from what we're here to know of, you know, this is this this is the somewhat of the purpose of life. It's figuring out things and overcoming things and helping others through things. Um, you know, I know that's not religious in context, and I'm talking about kind of heaven, but I do think it's interesting. What if we all just had everything we wanted all the time, no problems, no conflict, you know, we, we just could snap our fingers and have whatever we wanted, you know, it would change us, right? And probably not for the better if we all just got whatever we wanted all the time. I mean, it's kind of just an interesting twist on how to think about it that I learned from that show. Yeah. And I'd even say that, and this is going to be a hard thing to say, but I think everything we've ever wanted has to first go through everything that we didn't. Mm -hmm. And that's how we get it. You have Mm -hmm. to go through the things that you don't get what you want. I would agree with that. My life did not turn out anything like I thought it was going to. Um, And in good ways and in bad. Right. In good ways and in bad. Yeah. Um, Any other tips for getting past that fear of your story? I think a lot of people's ability to become the best version of themselves are the people they spend the most time with. You know, for me, it was I had a good support network. You know, I've got an amazing wife, kids. I had a good community, a church group, support, therapy, counseling. I had people around me who were interested and committed to my healing. They wanted to do whatever it took to support me. And that makes the transition of sharing your story and intentional healing much easier because it's almost impossible to heal in complete isolation. Um, you can do some great things by yourself, but eventually you need to have people. And having the right people in your life will give you the courage and the ability to do things that you thought were impossible. And one of those is healing. You know, in the Bible, it there's so many, I mean, even Jesus wasn't isolated. You know, he had his 12 disciples. Like there's so many stories and examples in the Bible of healing through community and healing through, you know, the, that, that helping, you know, asking for help, getting help. Right. And I think that's, I I just want to say that because I know your faith background. I just want to say that because I, I think one of the most dangerous lies people tell themselves is, well, I'll just kind of pray about it and, and kind of try to heal in isolation. And I, I'm glad you're praying. I'm glad you're reading your Bible. And I can't find a biblical concept of of that isolation. I, I don't I don't see it working for people very well. And it's not as a lack of God. It's a lack of God's structure of us helping each other and needing others. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I tried the doing life by myself thing and it never worked out too well for me. Mm-hmm. I've never heard anyone say I healed completely on my own or even through some type of isolation, you know, without, without some type of community and other people pulling. And I think, um, you know, God made us social creatures. Yeah. And it's, it's the humility of saying I need help, right? It's that humbling piece of like, okay, I can't do this on my own. That's part of the spiritual journey. Yeah. Most definitely we need, we were created for community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, thank you for that because I know people, 
I know there's a lot of people who are trying to do it on their own in some some tricky ways, and it breaks my heart. It, it breaks me. Heart, so I'm glad glad we could say that out loud. Jesse, where can people find out more about you, your book, your work, all that good stuff? Yeah, they can connect with me right on Facebook, Jesse Cruz, or Instagram, Jesse Cruz Speaks, or emailed me directly, author Jesse Cruz at gmail.com. Awesome, Jesse. Thank you so much for helping us on our journey to tell our story, to be uh, compassionate and courageous storytellers, and for helping us become toxic person proof. Thank you, Sarah. If you have been listening to the Toxic Person Proof podcast and think, gosh, there's really something different about this. There's something different about what Sarah's saying. Good, because there's so many people talking about narcissism and talking about understanding toxic relationships and too few people talking about building an amazing life after a toxic person encounter. Finding love, finding joy, finding that new career, finding a great relationship with your kids, finding yourself, finding your confidence. So if you love what you hear, then you would probably love the Wondrous Woman program, which is a program that I run to help people reconnect with what's right with them, become toxic person proof, and go on to design lives they're excited about living. So go to my website, sarahkramsey.com. Check out the tab on programs to find out more and then sign up for a call to see if the Toxic Person Proof Program and the Wondrous Woman Program is right for you. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.